0: Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek Four, The Voyage Home one minute at a time. I'm Crystal Sal.
1: And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Sorry, I was spacing out for a second there. I was
0: reading something. <laughs> All <coughs> right, we are back. Uh, talking about Minute 90. Which is, yes. at the end of the movie? No.
1: No, no not, totally. not
0: even close, man. Uh, you know what? I hate movies that are 90 minutes long. Do you... Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? You go, you get excited to go, you get jazzed to go see a movie and get in a theater, you get all your stuff, and movie gets cranking. And then, you know, before you know it, it's over and it's 90 minutes. Like what? Well, I, I want to sit in a movie for at least two hours.
1: Really? You're you're now. I mean, because when we grow when we grew up, most movies were, I would say, on average, 90 minutes. Really? I would think so. Somewhere around that range, between 120, 130 minutes. I think it's only recently, you know, with the extended version and adding scenes and all kinds of crap and, you know, it, it no, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, we went and saw Avengers Ed game and that was like a three hour movie. Now I I was fine watching a three hour movie and mm-hmm. having the snacks and all that kind of stuff. But it's just like the expectation today is movies got to be two and a half, you know, hours long yeah. or else it's garbage. Yeah.
0: I, I, yes. No, you do you disagree?
1: Um, I I don't, I don't think it needs to be that many, you know.
0: Okay. Uh, do you think do you think they were shorter in, when we were younger? Which I don't know if I believe you or not, but my, do that was it was it a limitation of the media? Like you know how much film can you get on those? You know, oh, I don't know reels. Um, I suppose they just do multiple reels, right? So you, yeah, that shouldn't be a constraint. So. You know, all my cassette tapes in the '80s. You know, those were constrained. Yes. But, um, anyway, minute ninety. The movie isn't over, uh, nope. which, is, which is great. So the minute ninety starts with the uh, bird of prey cruising over San Francisco, and ends a minute later with uh, ends a minute later with McCoy interrupting Spock. <sighs> yes. yes. <laughs> are you just getting settled into the minute is that a big sigh of, <laughs> uh, let's talk
1: about no i actually uh, i like the, the the part coming up so it'll be a minute 91 it's the part with uh, uh, Spock and McCoy okay I, I really do enjoy that minute oh great okay
0: uh well yeah so we get the um uh the what did you call it the batman villain
1: uh, view in yeah. San Francisco
0: <laughs> yep um c- kind of cool uh, it, it is fun the way they do these these angles um and then we get a, we get kind of um, Dr. Jillian's view of things. And uh, she looks, uh, I'm assuming she's just, is she in awe? Is she just like, obviously it's the first time on a spaceship. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know about the view. I mean, I suppose you know, she could just as easily have been in a plane and seen that view, right? So it's not like it's that right. amazing. So I'm assuming, her, I'm assuming her face is about, oh my God, I'm on a spaceship.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's in I, I don't know uh, I, again I'm still I'm amazed at her um, you know she's been beamed aboard a spaceship she double beamed with with Kirk and I just I it, the, her sense of just being there and not being in awe um, has kind of bothered me a little bit not not in the sense of like oh my god it's the movie's crap or just in the sense like I know what I would be feeling if I was on a spaceship and you know taking off and maybe this is her moment where she is sort of feeling like that sense of you know it's catching oh up to god. her yeah it is like sort of catching up to her and then I, I'm glad they sort of put this in for her because rolling right along other than when she was first beamed on and she sort of stumbled a little. She she hasn't really shown that, you know, anything is out of the ordinary. Mm, yeah, good point. You know, like the chase in the hospital and uh, this is all just for her standard operating procedure and how aliens, you know, people from the future work. Right. And I say bother me. I don't mean like, oh, my God, you know, like I said, I think it bothers me in the sense of like I know what I would be feeling. Being around these people, you know, constantly being like, what's going on? What is that? What does that do? What is that? You know, just being like hyper excited, I guess. Well, that's what I'm picturing. I was going to
0: ask you. I'm like, so you'd be like bouncing up and down in your chair, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't think I would be able to sit still.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm picturing us on the, uh, yeah, was it the Star Trek tour that we went to? The oh, yeah. studio tour and, you know, like wanted to touch every little
1: thing on the bridge. and. Who wanted to touch everything? Uh, me. <laughs> out of the two of us, which one got in trouble? Me. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs>
0: uh, my other note I had for Jillian sitting here uh, in awe was you could lift this and put it into the motion picture. Right? How many scenes are in that in that film yep. where everybody's mm-hmm. just looking out at the view screen in awe of what they Right, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so that'd be fun. That'd be a, I'd like a supercut of that, of all the, all the Star Trek movies. Let's say movies of people like looking out at at the scene and being like, "Oh my God!" and just stitch it all together for me. Could we just have the interns do that? Sure, absolutely. I'm sure we can.
1: Um, sure, we can make that happen. Cool.
0: So is the. Uh, uh, so we get some of our uh, operating procedure stuff, which I enjoy. Uh, check off and talking about the cloaking device being stable. All systems are normal. Um, Kirk asks to stabilize the energy reserve. Not sure why. Um, but uh, Sulu makes a, a comment. Maintaining impulse climb, wing 5 by 0 Helm steady. Yes. So... Yep. I 5 by 0 isn't the phrase supposed to be 5
1: by 5 which is
0: like everything's okay.
1: Um I guess I, I don't see I, I'm not a pilot so I wouldn't know. Um but I don't know the different lingos, what what they mean like what 5 by 5 and 5 by 0 mean. Uh, I looked at um, I looked at 5 by 5 and it's
0: like it's like an all clear or yeah. know, everything it's more of just a, it was more for radio like yep everything's yes. like over and out.
1: right uh, looking good looking uh, good
0: good. yeah um and i always i mean i love a a five by five for me uh that phrase is immediately i jump to aliens
1: oh yeah absolutely uh, when
0: they're in the drop ship coming down
1: uh we're in the we're in the shoot five by five five by five uh
0: so that so when he says five by zero i'm like "Ah, wait no it's, it's supposed to be five by five um uh, unless he's literally talking about the wings, because they talk about the wings a couple of times in this minute. Right. Um, so maybe they're in a certain position. That's what five by zero means. Could be. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so <clears> we get some uh, directions.
1: Uh, steer 310. Aurora uh, starts scanning for the whales. So wait a minute. Yep. Let's, let's stop for a second. So, you know, <laughs> Kirk says advised reaching 10,000, mm-hmm. which I get. And then he says steer three one zero. Yeah. So I think I have a pretty good sense of direction. Sure. Like, you know, I say like you're kind of northeast from me and, you know, you're I don't think I could pinpoint your direction and say if we were in a ship, you know, take me to Chris and go steer forty five or steer three nine. Because that's some heavy duty math right there to know that. Your coordinate that you're going to, like, they know where we're, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit. They know they're heading towards the Bering Sea. Yeah. And he just picked that up right away. He just said, advisory 10,000, steer 310. So he knew immediately in what direction they needed to head. And I find that absolutely fascinating that, that as a captain, you need to know that. Like, on, on the dot, you need to know what direction you're heading and what mathematical, you know, 360 degrees, what point that is on the circle or the sphere or whatever. Yep. And, I, and, I, and I find that amazing because I know I couldn't do it. Do you think it's, uh, I mean, he's a
0: captain, he's an admiral. Do you think that's yep. just kind of the basic
1: training? They just, you know.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And and I wonder if like, you know, in today's, you know, today's, you know, pilots and naval uh, you know, drivers and people that you know steer the ships and stuff like that. If if that is also a learned you know a learned skill that they have to go through training for,
0: I, I would think so. Um, although I you know I start to I, you know I start to scratch my head. Three one zero you know looking at a compass mm. is relatively northwest right from San yep. Francisco, so so you know makes sense from the script. Um, but if you were like in I don't know, New York. Would it still be three one zero?
1: Yeah, I feel like yeah, it would be that's more. What like, I mean. like I don't know. Like relative to where you are, your location, it's gonna be different. Yeah, I would think. So that could be more of a two seventy ish. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. You no, know, uh, I, I, I just think like I, I think for me it was just it was the sense of and I don't I, I know I'm getting hung up on this, but I just think it's the fact that he just pulled it right out of his butt. <laughs> I think that's more amazing to me is that he knew they're in San Francisco, and again, maybe because he lives in San Francisco, you know, and, and it's not that different, and maybe he just knows that. Maybe his hobby. Yeah, I don't know. I live in San Francisco. Alaska's at three one zero.
0: North Pole's at zero. I don't. I don't know. Uh, the the other thing is he may have just looked it up. Yeah, we may huh? have missed. You I know, mean, we may have missed the. Maybe he's in the in the chair. Was he looking at the chair when he said that, or was he still standing up?
1: Um, I think he was turning around in his chair.
0: We never really talk about the chair. I mean, of course, we're not not this chair, right? More the Enterprise chair. We never talk about that, like you know, how many secrets it reveals or how much you know information right. he gets out of the chair. Hmm.
1: Do you think it could be on the view screen and we're not seeing it? Like they could see like a sort of oh, map yeah. of things, I'd, like you sure. know, a readout or something. Sure. And he's looking, and he's like, you know, we want to hit three one zero. Uh,
0: yes, that's it. You, you figured it out.
1: Psst, Captain, you want to go three one zero? Uh,
0: okay, three one zero. I, um, who starts scanning for the whales? Four hundred one megahertz. We yep. learned that last minute from mm-hmm. Doctor Jillian. Uh, instantly, she's like scanning, sir. So she's, you know, again, she can do it all. Right? Doesn't have to recalibrate or anything. Right. She just. Yep. Nope, one gets...
1: Yep, she knows what she's doing. Uh she's a pro. She's
0: a pro. Yeah. It's over. Sulu says ten thousand MSL Admiral. Yep. Did I, I didn't look up MSL, did you?
1: It's medium median sea level? Ah, okay. Apparently yeah. there's there's a couple of different ones. I forget what the other one is. It's like A G L or A S L or something, but the one they're using is median median sea level. Yep. Okay.
0: So they're there? All right, so this is where we go. Here, here we go, and I think you, you, you and I both offline were yep. working this one. Uh, so Kirk says wing to cruise configuration, which yep. again, so that's maybe that's maybe we're switching out yep. of five x five,
1: right? Full impulse power. Yes. Okay.
0: Did you raise
1: an eyebrow on that one? So yeah, I figured full impulse power is pretty fast. Yeah. And maybe again, is this is our thinking of yeah, i'm'm I'm, I'm having a hard time coming to grips with how fast impulse power is well, here we go. Let, let alone full impulse power. and yep. you know you think about it, it's it I don't know. well, here we go. I got some I got some data, okay, uh, you data me up.
0: okay, here we go. For, this is from the Star Trek Voyager technical Manual, but mm-hmm. so obviously a little little in the future, uh, but they have listed out full impulse is one quarter of the speed of light, which is, which, yeah, which is, you know, 167 uh, million miles per hour. Wow. Pretty fast. That's pretty fast. Yeah. Which is actually about 3 million miles a minute. Okay. Ish. How, How many? 3 million miles a minute. That's full impulse power. That's full impulse power. Now that's in the Voyager. That's in the Voyager, but I assume. Oh yeah, yeah okay. So even if he's yeah full, maybe I've got a clunk. I don't know. I, I would think right if I've got a clunky car and I've got it floored, I might not be going that fast,
1: right? Yeah,
0: so we got yeah, to we got to so say this thing's probably a little slower than the Voyager, you know, hundred years later.
1: Yeah, I mean this is a this is a cruddy old, you know. Uh, Klingon bird of prey. Plus, they're on rebuilt, um, you know, re-energized um, dilithium crystals. So power okay. may not be, which we may get some information from Spock later, later on, Perhaps. about, you know, about speed. Okay, so let's 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 say then, yep. you know,
0: Voyager can go three million miles a minute on full impulse. Uh, let's say. This, this guy can only do a third of that. Right. That's a million miles a minute. Okay. Um, yep. So, uh, full impulse power, and Sulu says, yep, 310 to the Bering Sea, ETA 12 minutes. In 12 minutes, <laughs> you should be able to go 12 million miles at full so,
1: impulse. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, that's what I stumbled on. Yeah. And, and I think when I, you know, when you see this movie for the first time, you don't think much of it. Um, and maybe there are different full. Maybe <laughs> there are different levels of full impulse power. You know, they're within the gravitational pull. You know, they're in the atmosphere. Absolutely. Yep. And maybe there is a different full impulse power for cruising in the atmosphere versus in deep space, because obviously, deep space there's no there's no no restriction. You know, there's no. No, friction. no air, no no friction, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's possible. I don't think it's you know the friction within the atmosphere is going to slow you down, you know however many millions of miles <laughs> uh, slower. Right. But I I I. and i'm struggling to to figure out how it would take them 12 minutes on full impulse power to get to the bering sea because we were talking about this offline and we figured it was like three three thousand miles ish maybe a little more from san francisco to the bering sea yes yeah i would say between three and four thousand just roughly it would take them like what half a second to get there right uh yeah, and if
0: it's ETA, so if you say three thousand miles and it's going to take twelve minutes, it's a, yeah. that's like two hundred fifty miles an hour. Yeah, so that's that's pretty slow. I think you got I think you got jets that are passing you. Yeah. So, so yeah, do, would you prefer him to have this be more fun? Where he said, you know, three one zero to the Bering Sea, ETA thirty seconds. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's probably what we should have gotten. Something right. like boop, I'm there. Uh, okay, it was, I just thought it was funny that we we, we both came in with the – I heard you scribbling on paper, and I was scribbling. Up. I'm like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're doing the math too. <laughs> so um, I, I was looking up posts on this too, and I did find a post mm-hmm. on IMDB, and it says, When Sulu plots um, a course to pick up the whales, Admiral Kirk orders full impulse power. Sulu states, an ETA of 12 minutes. From San Francisco to the Bering Sea is approximately 28. 2,825 miles. Full impulse power is listed as quarter uh, the speed of light, or approximately 167 million miles per hour. With yeah. these figures, the trip should have taken 0.06 seconds, <laughs> not 12 minutes. That's even better. You should have said that. I sir. 310 to the Bering Sea. We're here. <laughs> Uh, I mean, how many times would they have circumnavigated the globe? Uh, <laughs> before... <laughs> We're going to just fly around the Earth 12 times, you know, until <laughs> we get there. Seriously, yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe he went just for the heck of it. He turned
0: around and went the opposite, right? Went in the opposite direction and came right. from the north. But uh, anyway. All right. Fun with numbers. I still love my Star Trek, even though this is horribly, horribly bad math. Yes. So... What do we got uh so we're checking everything out kirk's now uh, <clears throat> scotty are the whale tanks secure yeah um and scotty says uh i but i've never been about 400 tons before i would totally have let that go like 400 tons oh but kirk he's right on it he's at 400 tons um so he he right he wasn't he knows i forget how much the humpbacks weigh um but he knows that's that sounds wrong and uh Scotty's yeah, it's not just the whales, it's the water. Um,
1: I did not do the math on this one.
0: Um,
1: so did you they, so they do so they weigh um, humpback whales weigh between sixty six thousand pounds, so roughly what is it? I think it says uh, weigh around twenty five to thirty metric tons, okay? Yeah. So the rest of it is the water. So sure. you figure that sixty, let's call it sixty tons, is the is the two whales. Then three hundred and forty tons is the the water around them. Is the water around it? So yeah, that
0: gives them that gives them some room to swim around, I guess, yeah. or at least a float. Which
1: I'll save that. We'll talk about that when right. actually when it actually happens. Um, it seems like. Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about, like, have we talked about, you know, we've talked about beaming at length. Have we ever talked about, like, beaming up? Like, is it different beaming up, you know, a person versus, you know, a Coke can versus the Statue of Liberty? Like, is it, is mass? I thought it was all, you know, because every time you hear about, you know, beaming in, you know, like, next generation, they're like, we found that mass and energy are interchangeable. So for me... It shouldn't really matter the size of the object, right? Uh, it's boy. all interchangeable to energy. Okay, I'm gonna just agree with you because you're making my head spin. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm throwing it out there. You know, to, I would think that it would be no different. You know, it's like gravity. It's like you drop a hundred pound weight versus you know gravity oh, yeah, is going to yeah. pull them at the same same amount. Like. Mm-hmm. The way they explain, you know, the transfer of energy, it's all, you know, the mass. Maybe it is. Maybe you're because you're transferring more mass to energy and then back. Maybe it is. You know, maybe it is a, a maybe it is concern. Yeah, I,
0: I, yeah, I don't know. Well, so is 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 he ta- Is it a concern? Is do you think that's what he's talking about? Because I, because I could, took it too that he's got like a, he's got a little notebook. And he's been keeping track of, like, the biggest thing I have beamed uh, before now, you know, was, you know, a shuttlecraft. And now I'm beaming 400 tons. A new record.
1: How much does a shuttlecraft weigh?
0: I don't know. I'm just, I pulled it out of the air. It's probably,
1: it should be less than a whale, I would hope. (laughs) I don't think so. No? Would you? The shuttlecrafts, they're tiny. But they're made of, like... Carbon fiber and steel and hmm. okay, then
0: uh, what's what's smaller than a shuttlecraft? Data. <laughs> well anyway, so I, I still think Scott is keeping a keeping a lock of he's he's always trying to beam with something bigger and bigger. Just like we were right. talking about with the, the replicators. Like how big of a replicator can I get the
1: My car replicator? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, so so you so you think he's concerned about, can he pull this off? Can I beam 400 tons? Right. Is, is he, I, I keep giggling because I'm like, is he more concerned that once that 400 tons arrives, they're just going to fall right out of the bottom of the ship because it's too heavy? Like just blow a hole in the side of the ship. That would be hilarious. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. I'm like, it's stupid. It's like a something out of like the... Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Wasn't it with the whale that just appeared yeah. in, the middle, in the middle of the air? Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I just... I don't know. That's why I got the giggles on that one. Like, yep, they, ooh, you know, beaming successful. And then <laughs> just, just all falls out the bottom. All right. Ignore my... making myself laugh. <laughs> all right. <So clears throat> Kirk just... Yes, of course. Of course, the... It's just, it's the water and, uh, he's already on Uhura, you know, any contact with the whales, negative, sir, not yet. Yep. And then we got like a second or so of McCoy going over to presumably pester Spock. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's all I had. You got anything else?
1: I don't I, I just I think this is a fast this is one of the more fascinating minutes that I think we've done because there was so much that I feel like a, they pull out of their bum and B just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, agree. <clears throat> and, oh. and, to- and I love talking about that sort of stuff. so
0: <laughs> I did I, sorry, I missed one other note. Uh, uh, the shot near the end of of them flying through the clouds. Yeah, Uh, isn't
1: that from Superman? It looks, you know, I think of that every time. Like the, the I think of Superman. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's. I'm glad you mentioned that because I did want to mention that. Um, that's some pretty um fancy flying there. (laughs) Uh, he's going like he's, you know, going back and forth. Usually, I would figure they would be just going straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, he's yes. like he's like he's uh, like gonna do a barrel roll in a minute. He's having fun with it. I think so. He's I mean. I suppose. I suppose it's supposed to give us the illusion of speed. I guess. I don't know. I guess, but but
0: I again, I just think of it as Superman.
1: I, I think <laughs> you know. Usually, when you put a course into a computer, it goes to that direction and then just sort of stays in that direction because you can sort of see he's like swerving all over the place. <laughs> He's dodging the clouds. Must have had too much uh, cough syrup.
0: (laughs) Okay. That was my last note. Okay. So it's, uh, it's Friday. And, uh, okay. And, uh, Friday's the day we thank our patrons. Uh, if, uh, if you haven't become a patron yet, uh, please head over to Starcheckminute.com and click on the Become a Patron link, get, get all the details um, for, uh, for sponsoring the show. We give back uh, all sorts of interesting, fun, swag, and uh, one of those things that we give back is we thank uh, all of our patrons on our Friday episode. So uh, here we go. Ready, Dave? I am ready. All right. Go into thanking mode. I am. Uh, I'm going
1: to start. Mode engaged. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: going to start with uh, uh, Heidi Bennett and vibrant visionaries. Thank you, Heidi. Hey, thanks, Heidi. Uh, followed by Timmy Bricks. Hey, our favorite Lego friend. Yes. Uh, we need more Lego friends. I've decided. Okay. Uh, the good news. Get, is on, can, that. get on that. I get on that. I can make some. Yeah. Uh, next up, we want to thank the Carlisles.
1: Hey, thanks Carlisle's Jonathan and company. I would say yes. Yes.
0: Uh, these are, uh, two of these folks are, uh, movies by minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Brethren. Um, next up is, uh, spooky Thanksgiving name. <laughs> <laughs> is it still Thanksgiving? Yeah, It's almost Thanksgiving. Uh, we're getting there. Uh, so yeah, spooky Thanksgiving name, skull and pilgrim hat icon. Uh, Boo. Uh, next up is a uh, thank you to Sagacious Crumb.
1: Hey, Sagacious. Uh,
0: I don't want to. Uh, I I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. Uh, but right now, uh, I've watched a couple of episodes of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Yep. Sagacious Crumb. Uh, fans of Sagacious Crumb uh, <laughs> <laughs> will enjoy. Uh, some of the Mandalorian. Uh, I'll just leave it there. Uh, next up is uh, Quark's Q-Tips. Gross. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. Con Noonie and Shane. Hey, Shane. Do you think uh, he wants us to say, you know, Con Noonie and Shane? Like, are we, have I been doing it wrong the whole time, do you think? I think
1: you've been doing it wrong the whole time. All
0: right. Sorry. Next time. Uh, thank you to Kevin. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Thanks to our pals over at Giraffe Bear. Yes. Thanks to Conrad. Hey, Conrad. Thanks to Captain America. Steve Rogers. And last but not least, uh, thanks to Andrew.
1: Hey, thanks, Andrew.
0: Thank you all. Yes, Uh, one and all. I started to feel like Romper Room there for a bit. Um,
1: I think you say that every time.
0: Oh, do I? Oh.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I sound like Romper Room again. (laughs) <laughs> all right. Uh thanks everyone. Uh really appreciate the support. Helps keep the lights on here at Star Trek Minute. Um hope you're enjoying your swag. And uh yeah. So again, if you haven't been, if you haven't uh, if you're interested in becoming a patron, startrekminute.com become a patron link. That's all you need. Um and we're going to be back again. We're going to head out. Uh, hit the weekend. Uh we'll be back again on Monday talking about minute 91 of the Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now.
1: Goodbye.